Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast to try to help Black people feel seen. Please feel free to donate to the show at the link in the show notes. And please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars only because we are five star bitches. Word to Gotti. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, and all the things. I'm your host, Sequoia. And today joining me to talk about Hibachi, we have recurring guest and fan favorite, Jewel Wicker. Say hello, Jewel. Oh, hi. Uh-huh. I'm like, I look like the people on you people. You do. You look just like them. You look just like Sam J and Jonah Hill. You do. <laughs> That's exactly what you look like. Well, I hope I don't sound like I'm okay. All right. I mean, mm, moving on. <laughs> before we get to talking about <laughs> before we get to talking about hibachi, we have in my defense, in my fence. In My Defense is our segment where we bring one of our unpopular opinions and defend it for you all. This week, I'm going to go first because I've been waiting for this one, okay? I've been waiting to say this in my defense until Jewel was on the show, okay? No, I've you had it stored. Because going to be something that's going to piss me off. I've had it stored in my notes app, and I've been like, okay, I'm going to hold on to this one because it has to be Jewel to hear this one. And in fact, not only is it going to piss Jewel off, it's about to piss a lot of y'all off. I know I'm about to piss a lot of y'all off, okay? I'm ready for it. I, I, I know. I know how y'all feel about this particular person. The thing is, I just don't like her. So that's what it is. So my, in my defense, <laughs> not you trying to rush me. My, wanna, in my defense. Let's get to the meat. This week is Allie and AJ do what Taylor Swift thinks she is doing i'm gonna repeat it one more time for the people in the back because that's what i said what in take is that and it'd be funny when she when he do it so i'm gonna do it too you got you can't stop in between it you just have to keep repeating it if you're gonna do umar oh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it right now ali and aj ali and aj do what taylor swift thinks she does Allie and AJ do what Taylor Swift thinks she does. Allie and AJ do what Taylor Swift thinks she does. That was almost perfect. My only note is, I mean, you know, you got the perfect smile, the crest smile. Uh, he more, it's more of a deadpan when he does it. Okay. Your teeth, right. you just look so happy when you do it. That Drop is hard it. for me to like give like Hotep Misandry. You know what I mean? But, okay. um, but for the most right. part, no notes. Thank you for the notes. I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. Phenomenal. I'll work on that. Umar Holmes, mm-hmm. phenomenal. So that's all that I had uh, for in my defense. The take uh, is trash, Jewel, If you would like to rebuttal. Like I said, hmm. the take is, the, the delivery of Umar Holmes, 9.5 out of 10. The take, hmm. wrong, Interesting. incorrect, that's a, that's what you think? inaccurate. You think so? Yeah, and I enjoy Allie and AJ. I think Allie and AJ are great. I think that they clearly are not doing the same thing that Taylor Swift is doing. Um, they they you not. Know, and to they say not. that Taylor Swift not even trying to be trying to be that girl. Taylor Swift tried told y'all a long time ago she was swerving into the pop lane. She swerved hard. She's not giving you pop rock. She's not giving you teen pop rock. She's not giving you any alternative. She's not giving you any of that edgy. She's not trying to give that. She's trying to give you pure pop. If you listen to Lavender Haze, video just came out last week. If you listen to Lavender Haze, pure confectionery 
pop music. Mm. She does it. She does it well. She can write a song. Her and Jack Antonoff, love him. Please, where is the follow-up to Some Nights? What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, I, him and Jack, him and Jack, you know, they do it well. They do it well. And I probably wouldn't do a follow-up to my album if I was getting Taylor Swift checks either. They well, do it well. well. There's no comparison. There's a, now, now, what I'll say to that is Taylor Swift could not write a Chemicals React but Ali and AJ could write a 15. And that's what I'm, I'm going to just leave it at that. You know what I mean? I'm going to just leave it All at I'm that. All I'm going to say, and then I'm just going to move on from this conversation is, <laughs> you don't know any Taylor Swift songs beyond 15. So I do. you don't know the breadth of her. What's the name of her last other album? Day? And name of. Uh-uh. Evermore. What's the name of her last That's not the Evermore? last album. No, she put out an album called Midnight. It's called Midnight. I'm the Problem. Midnight. It's me. I don't know if it's plural and I can't remember. Me, it's called I'm the Problem. Antihero. Okay, it's sure. Me. Okay, that is a song. Yeah. Antihero. Yeah, exactly. You don't know any of her music <laughs> to yes, to say you had to dig all the way back to fifteen. Why you don't know her music on my own podcast, and that's okay. I'm not. I'm not about to check. I'm not about to check her music or nothing like that. But I'm just kind of because I want to hear it. Because what? Tell me. Type her name into blank space. I know that one. I know. You think that Ali and AJ can write any of the uh, songs on folklore? Folklore. Anyways. You don't know what that what is. What you got? You don't know what. No, no, I know. Sure. Uh, I did, I can't believe this. Sure. She didn't drop like four albums since twenty twenty. And now I'm blanking. You know I don't like being. You know y'all can ask me my favorite Beyonce song, and I know all the Beyonce songs. And if you ask me on the spot, I'm not gonna remember a single Beyonce That's song. Me. So let me look. I get that. Uh, I really do. What's the name of that damn song? Seven. And I know you don't know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. Seven by Taylor Swift on Folklore. If you think Ali and AJ could write that, let's move along. Let's move. You gonna make me listen to it? Along. I'm gonna just read the lyrics. You're not going I'm to. not gonna listen to it. I'm just gonna read the lyrics at some point. Let's move on. I'm sorry for having My to piss y'all off like that, but that is what it is. Go ahead, Jewel. I'm excited to hear your take. So the cut came out with the article of etiquette. Did you see the list of etiquette? I did not things today. I should tell you what the article is called, but I didn't look. Let me look real quick. It's it's a list of what's it called? The new rules. And the subhead is, you know, it's going to get cut off because I'm not a subscriber. Here we go. Oh, what it say? don't say that. Uh, do you know how to behave? Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you know how to behave? I don't have to subscribe to everything. Now, I actually do think I'm going to subscribe to the cut because I get I get hung up by that paywall enough to that. Like, girl, you like that content. Just pay well for it. But I don't have to subscribe to everything. That's fair. No, I don't. That's fair. Okay. Do you know how to behave? Are you sure how to text, tip, ghost, host, and generally exist in polite society today? So some of these things I would say are factually inaccurate, but for a majority of them, I agree. So I'll tell you some of the ones that I like first before I tell you my unpopular opinion on the one I don't like. Okay, I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, I love this. So one of them is some if someone starts telling you a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. I agree with that. That is factually correct. Okay. As somebody. As somebody with a history of TBI who has no idea what I said five minutes ago. Truly, mm. I don't know. I will retell the hell out of a story. 
The funny thing is, if you had caught me early in my TBI journey, you would have said, Jewel, you told me the story before. And I would have argued with you down that I had never okay. told that story a day in my life. We have progressed from okay. there. If you say it now, I'll be like, that sounds like something I might have done. I might have told you the story before. But I agree with that. You got two seconds to tell me or else I'm already into the story. Just listen. <laughs> the other one I like. <clears throat> do not... Do not, and I'm half joking, by the way. You could tell me that you told yeah. the story. Anyway, the other one is do not touch the small of my back to move around me at the bar if you're ugly. Wow. Yeah. That delineation that. is important. I agree with yep. that. If you're ugly, because if you're cute, I'm going to, I can excuse a lot of things. You know what I mean? If I turn around and I'm like, who the hell? That's really the truth. And then, and I got to look up now. That's the caveat. I got to look right. up. Right. And then if you turn around and a scent up. catches you, like a, like a good cologne, that's another thing. Now I'm like, excuse you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're ugly, why would you put your hands on me? Don't touch me. Okay. Don't touch so me. So I, I agree with that. Yep. Here's one of the ones I don't agree with, though. Fundamentally don't agree with it. And I was having this discussion. Uh, it's okay to email, text, or DM anyone at any hour. I do not believe in that. I mean, text messages are a little different because you can't schedule a text message. I don't believe anyone should be DMing me. Why are you speaking to me? I do agree with um, that. I do agree with that. Yep. But email, they have scheduling. You can schedule an email now. Now, I do agree. I know, like, I one of my friends was like, I work with people on different coasts. And so it's, like, very hard. And I think that's true. I think if you work a job where you are working with with people who are across the coast or maybe even in a different country, all of those things. I think this does not apply, but I think if I am working with you, we are in the same time zone. Why are you messaging me at 2 AM? And the article says, you know, that we we can't successfully move into the future unless we recognize that the owner is on the receiver, not the sender. I think that does not account for the fact that a lot of times the sender is a boss or someone. And I think you sometimes send the wrong message to your subordinates when you are messaging at all hours of the night on the weekends. Like I think it's very hard for subordinates to push back on that or to say, hey girl, I'm not responding to this on a Friday or Friday evening or Saturday. Like it's very hard to set that boundary. And I think the way that you avoid that uncomfortableness from your subordinates is to just schedule the damn email because it's not pressing. And if you want to work on Saturday, that's totally your business. But- you can just snooze it till Monday. You can schedule it to go out Monday at 8 a.m. I believe that. Yeah, that makes That's sense. That's my that thought sense. there. Caveat for time zones, but I actually fundamentally disagree with that um, method as a whole. I don't think the onus is always on the receiver. I think because even if I'm not getting dinged at 2 a.m. that you message me, I'm going to still see that you were up messaging me at 2 a.m. And then I was like, Damn, I hope my boss don't think that I'm up at 2 a.m. doing stuff because, girl, I'm not. Okay. Okay. Are you, are you judging okay. me and my work ethic and my workflow based on the fact that I'm logging off promptly at 6 p.m.? And the fact is, you just gonna have to do that because one thing about me, I'm going. Baby, it to is log what it is. Promptly. Baby, it is what it is. I don't have my work email on my Let phone. The, I don't have Slack on my phone. Nothing like that. So when I close the computer, you won't be able to reach me unless you text me. I know you're not gonna text me at 2 a.m. So. I remember one time, and this happened a couple years, maybe two, three years ago, maybe two, three years ago. And so this was at the time where before I realized that you could say, I don't like pancakes and people on Twitter are going to be like, so why are you being disrespectful to waffles? Like, it's just like I stated an opinion and now it's like you've brought something in that had nothing to do with me. So I tweeted one time that I was like, the best thing I've done as a freelancer was take my email notifications off of my phone. I did it once for like a three day vacation so that I wouldn't check my, I wouldn't get the notifications and I just never put it back on. And it yeah. is phenomenal. And I tweeted that 
again, about two or three years ago, because it was early in the pandemic. And I just got all these responses. Well, I'm a nurse. Well, I'm a this. Well, I'm a that. We can't do that. <laughs> well, then don't do it then. Damn. No, like, I didn't. Right. I'm not a brain surgeon. I can turn my <laughs> notifications off. If right. it don't apply to you, it don't apply. Let like, apply. I don't. I don't understand why we have to do this. Like, it drives me crazy. And I just remember like being like, well, I didn't, what do you want me to, I don't know what you want me to do with this. I really don't. So. Well, I work in an industry where I work at night and I can't, well, then girl. Well, good for you, babe. You know what your job entails. I don't, okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, then do it, adjust. Act accordingly. I don't know. I mean, so yes, I'm a big fan of taking your emails off your phone. Got it. And if it don't apply to you, let it fly. If it don't apply, let it fly. Mm -hmm. Let it fly. No, I fully agree with that one. Because both, actually, I'm a big fan of taking your emails off your phone. And if it don't apply, let it fly. Because a hit dog gonna holler is the only thing I feel. If you are talking, it's because I'm I'm talking to you. That's it. It's simple. It's just like, how did we get here? Like, I just stated a simple thing that was true to my life and my experience. Now they're saying you don't care about nurses. You don't care about And now I'm about being brain exclusionary surgeons. about the working 100%. class. Wait a right, right. Everybody can't afford to take their emails off their phones, they say, from an iPhone. Anyways. And, you know, <laughs> and baby, if you can't, totally understand, totally fine. I respect that. I said what works for me. It's really that simple. Okay. Moving on. People are sick. You are some some folks questionable, but we're going to move on. Song of the week. I have a song of the week this week that I'm very happy to share with Jewel. Once again, I'll be tailoring my episodes for you, Jewel. Don't, Sequoia. It'd be for you. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Play too much. I think Jewel going to like this. I'll go first while you consider what your song is. The Veronica's Forever. That we sang in the car because it was fucking Listen, great. that was a picturesque moment that will be embedded in my brain forever more. When I think about me and my boyfriend taking a trip to LA to visit Sequoia and her boyfriend, I will always think about us driving down the coast listening to the Veronica's forever. Yes. Picturesque. Yes. Perfect. No notes. no notes. 10 out of 10. We were driving down PCH, y'all, this past weekend. It was wonderful. Fantastic. Chef's kiss. Veronica's came on just in time. I turned to Jewel. I said, you know the song? She said, uh, yeah. And then, you know, we started singing. Because a lot of people And it just it. started to get dark outside. Yeah, sunset was coming. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The vibes were there. Immaculate. I find it hard to believe that nobody knows that song, or a lot of people don't know that song. Like, let's actually... You know what? I should get on TikTok and I'm going to cosplay as a team so that I can make that song go viral. Because you know how songs come back? Yes. Yeah, we yes. bring them back. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to cosplay as like a high schooler and, and just all of our content is going to have the Veronica's Forever in it so that I can. That's a great idea because that one is a, a, it it is a fantastic song. And obviously the Veronica's have a bunch of good songs, like more than just that. But something in particular in that song. But that one? You know, it has so much angst in it. Like it's like so teen, so pop punk it's like so good i love it and don't get me started on the difference between the australian version and the u.s version they it's just like a slight maybe like a i don't actually know the the technical term but it's like a half key difference just the key is just like a half key difference 
and it's I don't know the difference, both, so I can't wait. Both of them are great. I'll I'll play them back to back right quick. Not right now, but after this, and you can hear it. It's great. But that's my song. The woman is Do a stand. The woman is a stand. Absolutely. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna drop it. I know that everybody's been arguing and debating about it on Twitter. I don't care. I Uh-oh. like it, and that's it. The running out of town song by by Yachty that just came out on his new album. I don't know if you heard it yet because it literally mm-hmm. when we were talking on Friday about albums we liked, then the album dropped. Okay, no, it's a new project, but it's very alternative rock funk. Like he's leaning into some very experimental. Like it's not a rap album. Mm-hmm. It's fundamentally not a rap album. It starts off with like a seven minute like song, like whole thing. And people are like, oh, it's trying to be this thing or it's trying too hard or whatever. People have their opinions. I don't really care if you like it or don't like it. Not my business. I will say it seems like Yachty's having fun. And so when I listen to it, I have Mm -hmm. fun. I love when people do weird shit and when people just veer off the beaten path in a way that like maybe we we had hints of, but we didn't like this kind of caught us off guard a little bit. But Running Out of Town, that's a fun little like that's a fun little song. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get into that. I like that. And Yachty is a Yachty is fundamentally like a kid. Like I I don't know if I ever told you I went to Yachty's house. Mm-mm. It had to be two years ago. Maybe, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, when he came out with the nail polish line. I went to his house. He lived on a lake, beautiful home, mm. furnished just like a grown-up kid's house would be furnished. <laughs> Good worship. Um he had a uh, a small dog that belonged to his girlfriend who had pooped on the floor and Yachty looked down at it and proceeded to continue on with his life because he said, this is not my I'm business. And I done. said, okay. Not in his own house is not his business, please. Yachty said, I don't got nothing to do with that. I ain't got nothing to do I'm with that. Done. And, but like, I think like Yachty is, I think the things that make sometimes his albums either really stay or his music really stand out to people is also the things that sometimes make it not hit. Like mm-hmm. when you listen to a Yachty verse and it just don't hit, it's because he's just not afraid to try shit. And it's, he's not afraid to like be weird or to just be unserious to be quite mm-hmm. honest. And sometimes that really fucking works out. You know what I mean? And sometimes it really doesn't. Indeed. And I respect that about Me him. Too. I do. I respect that. I like a big I swing. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to yeah, have to listen. Just, yeah. If you miss, you miss, baby. But, you know, it's all right. The more you take big swings, the more you will start to connect. You can't start to connect if yeah, you don't take yeah. the big swing. So go forth and so be weird, Yachty. Yeah, absolutely. We love it. Go on, Miles. Hating ass Joe Button. Was, was, was it Joe Button I was hating on? Little Yachty, like, years ago? Talking about he was too happy because Joe Button is fucking miserable. If you think that I remember one thing that that man has ever said <laughs> over a microphone, you would be inaccurate. I unfortunately remember a number of things that that man has said over a microphone. Um, he's like a train wreck. It's, it's hard to look away. But anyways. I refuse. That is very fair. Moving on. Let's get into our main topic because that's what y'all are here for. Hibachi. So what is Hibachi. According to none other than BennyHanley.com, because where else would I find information about hibachi? (laughs) In the U.S., the phrase hibachi style is occasionally used to refer to what is really tapenyaki cooking. Hibachi grills are called shichirin, don't know if I pronounced that correctly, in Japanese, and are small portable barbecue grills that are made from cast iron. These grills have an open grate design and commonly use charcoal as their heating source. Modern hibachis in the U.S. and rest- U.S. restaurants are electric so that they can be used to cook food indoors. By contrast, tapenyaki grills involve 
using an iron griddle with a flat, solid surface to prepare food in restaurants in front of guests. Tapenyaki grills typically use a propane flame as the heat source. Guests are able to sit around the tapenyaki grill so that they can view the skills of the teppan chef while they cook chicken, pork, beef and seafood dishes the tapenyaki grill surface is also ideal for cooking finely chopped sides such as eggs vegetables as well as rice so for this episode we will be colloquially saying hibachi but could perhaps be actually referencing tapenyaki i don't really know because the american education system is absolutely trash particularly when it comes to other cultures so yes that's hibachi. If anybody was wondering what the fuck even is hibachi. Jewel. Do you have a favorite yes. hibachi restaurant? As a resident hibachi lover, do you have a favorite? Um, so I used to go to this place. Dang, I, I've, I've struggled to find my new like hibachi spot. So I've actually never been a stand of Benihana's. I'm so okay, sorry me to neither. say. I feel like Benihana's is a little expensive. And not good enough. And I feel like Benihana's is all name. No. Wait, who did I find? I found out who who daddy or somebody is Nepo Baby. It is Steve Aoki. is behind Benihana's. That's right. Yep. I said, now, wait a minute. Yep. When I found out, you know, I'd be listening to the food podcast. I said, wait a minute. If y'all don't know, wait Jewel a is a minute. food girly. Like, Jewel really has a garden where she grows her own herbs and spices for her fucking food, her own fruits and whatnot for her food. And she be chefing it up. Like, she's really a food girly. So I know you be listening to the food podcast. I know you know Steve Aoki is the heir to the Benihana throne. I said, not. They mentioned him. I said, wait a minute. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> That was an aside. But yeah, so I don't really love Benihana like that. Like, I know the rap men the two chains of the world love benihana i think it represents a sort of like status for like rappers especially like i just got money yes like just got money like like roots chris kind of yeah yes absolutely and we we can leave ruth chris behind we really can i'm sorry to say we can leave it behind (laughs) (laughs) and so i'm not a huge fan of benihana i will go i will eat it i will have a good time but it's not my favorite There was a place over, like, so I, so I guess what I would say is my favorite hibachi is typically like a smaller, less chain mm-hmm. kind of place. So there used to be a place off Camp Creek Road in Southwest Atlanta where I grew up, which I guess is technically like moving on from Southwest Atlanta, but I grew up. Anyway, so there's a place on Camp Creek Road. It was called Kiku and it was in the marketplace that we used to go and shop at and that used to be my spot because it was close the food was good I felt like it was better than Benihana Mm -hmm. the prices did slowly start to rise but at first the prices were not that bad and I went there enough that they knew me like it was my little spot since I have moved I have not found a like and oh so I feel like Kiku started to kind of rise in popularity they're up their prices the food started to be a little more inconsistent Mm. for me so it was no longer my favorite Mm -hmm. it was no longer my place to be don't know if that's changed because I haven't been recently but that's kind of why I slowed down on going and I just have not found a new staple I've not I hate that for you sometimes I order it I know that it's not like ideal but sometimes I'm like dang I want some hibachi and I'll just like door dash it to myself Um, which you don't get the full experience. No, obviously. not at all. But I'm like, I want the I want the fried rice and I want like some steak and I want the sauce and stuff like that. And I don't I might there are leftovers downstairs, but Ooh, you got leftover hibachi downstairs right now as we speak. No, I'm saying I have regular leftovers that I cook downstairs and now I'm thinking that I should ignore them <laughs> for hibachi. 
Jewel, it's 9 p.m. If you door dash them hibachi right now, <laughs> go ahead know. and get your leftovers. Get your leftovers out the fridge. Go and get your leftovers out the fridge. Eat them up. You're going to be good. I don't know. Because now, because when I started to describe, when I said the fried rice with the sauce, with some little vegetables, with some steak, now I'm like, it starts speaking to you. And then, oh, and then, and then, and then, you got to start with the, the mushroom soup. Mm. Eat it up. The mushroom soup. Mm-hmm. That little, I didn't like the salad before because the ginger dressing was a little much for my little youth palate. But now that you, I'll eat that too. But the soup. Delicious. All fantastic. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but I might. <laughs> you might door dash a little hibach to you to you later on tonight. You might have to. I might. That's fair, to. and I might as well. Now I'm sitting thinking about it. I think the only I've only had hibachi. I've never gone out of my way to have hibachi. I've had hibachi for birthdays at Benihana. Oh my god, my ex boyfriend RJ, who was supposed to be on this episode, but is too busy, wanted to go to hibachi. Right. Wanted to go to Benihana specifically for every single birthday so i spent a lot of and what about birthdays absolutely at benihana and i think that's when i was like oh i don't like this like benihana is not good like i'm not having a good time mind you japanese food is my favorite genre of food period hard stop and so me not liking benihana says a lot about the quality of what benihana is doing over there in my opinion I don't feel the love in it. Like, I don't feel like, you know how when you be seeing them like chef it up and they yes. doing it a little hard, they doing it. Yes. I feel the love. I feel the passion. I don't feel that when I go to Benihana. I feel the, let's, we're on a schedule. A hundred percent. Get them in, get them out. That's Come on, get them in, get them out. We're going to blow this little fire in your get face. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to throw some shrimp in your mouth and get the fuck up so the next people can get up. While we throwing the shrimp, we already bringing your check so you can sign that so you can get the fuck on when it's and time to go. On. Like it's a whole, it's a factor. Yep. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what Benihana gives. And then I had Benihana at like, uh, like a work party. They had nameplates for us. It was outside. So I guess that would be, uh-huh. yes, that is actually, or I didn't have Benihana, I had hibachi at a work party. We were outside, whatever. There was like one single hibachi chef and it was good again, but I was like, ah, meh. I personally could do without this. It like wasn't seasoned. It was just grilled proteins, you know? And I'm like, y'all gonna throw a little, mm-hmm. That's wrong. y'all gonna throw something, something on, on the stuff accurate. before you start throwing it on a grill? Or am I supposed to taste, is yeah. that, is the grill flavor supposed to be the good flavor? Because it's not giving, you know? That's how Sequoia. Hmm? I will say, I feel like in recent years, and I don't know if COVID spurring this, but like my aunt, my aunt is in her 70s, mind you. So like my like mid 70s aunt texted me and she was like, girl, you know, you could pay for a chef, to, a hibachi chef to come to your house and cook hibachi in the backyard. Yes. And I was like, no, auntie, I didn't know that. And she was like, you want me to set it up for you? And I'm like, oh. no, it's okay. And then she just continues to like remind oh. me regularly that her friend Bertha or whoever the hell had a hibachi come to her backyard and like tell me that I need to do oh. it. I respect that. I love that. And I love that she knows that you like hibachi. And she's like, this is something Jewel yeah, would like. Like, like, set that up for you? Let me yeah. tell Jewel that she needs to do this. That's precious. And she's in her 70s. And That's I'm the like, most auntie, precious thing please. I've ever heard in my life. I love that. Is this the, the same auntie yeah, that told so you she... that you don't sound like Adele? No, that was actually a different auntie. Um, the, <laughs> that auntie just would have not responded. She would have just rolled her eyes and not said anything. <laughs> Which is also just as Which entertaining that for is me, very fair. Uh, you know what? And also very fair and valid. My mama was real left field when she said some shit like that. So I would also be quiet <laughs> if somebody said that to me. For reference, y'all, no, Jules' sure. mom 
said that Jules kind of sounds like Adele when she sings. And it, my tone, and her tone, I had a similar tone. Her tone. And granted, Jewel really does have a good singing voice. Like she be, she be playing, she be playing games and stuff. She's never actually outright sang for me for real, but I've got, I've caught little snippets here and there that tell me that she can sing. And so I doubt that moms is wrong. Like I'm very much willing to give moms you what she said. You should be, no. you should not put money on it. No, I'm putting money on it. But see, Jewel's aunt, she didn't quite agree. She said, Adele who? Which I thought was a fair question. Like, which Adele? Which? Because it can't be the. It can't be. I know it ain't who I think it is. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just by. very amused by that. Black aunties are funny, anyways. Yes, and black aunties also really do like Apache. But yeah, I've See, only had Apache a couple I'm times. You, and I, I think we went with my. So why do we do a Hibachi episode if you don't even like Hibachi? Because niggas like hibachi. And first of all, I, I feel like I do like hibachi. I just have not had it done correctly. And so I'm trying to change that. So first of all, if y'all have any recommendations, please tweet at me for chains. If you're in LA, tell me anything local in the LA area and I will try the hibachi. That's that on that. What do you be ordering at Hibachi Jewel when you go? So back in my youth, I used to get like steak and shrimp. But I mean, no, no. I used to get chicken and shrimp. <laughs> But now I'm a steak girlie. I'm going to tell you why I'm laughing in a second. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to tell you, you now. So I have some, you know, some theories as to why Black people like hibachi so much, right? And one of my theories was, and I'll preface this by saying, if there's any white people listening, there aren't. Close your ears because this part is not for you. I mean... <sighs> Are you clo- Are your ears closed? Okay, great. Black people love chicken and shrimp. And I feel like most often when getting hibachi... Now we getting stereotypical on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, most, I mean, and when I say black people, I mean me. I'm a chicken and shrimp girl, personally. So when you said what you be getting at hibachi is chicken and shrimp, I said, yes, I could have guessed that. I absolutely would have guessed that because that is also what I get. And I imagine that is what many black people are also getting. At Hibachi because that's what we like. Chicken and shrimp, we're going to do it. There's a joke that my friends make when they are talking to me and they're like, Jewel, what are you eating? Or Jewel, what did you eat for dinner? Or Jewel, what are you going to cook for dinner? And I'm like, what do you think? And they're like, chicken and rice. And I'm like, absolutely. Oh, you're I've really a chicken and rice girly. child. I am a creature of habit. Chicken and white rice. She's a Taurus chicken moon, I believe, y'all. That's I believe that what she's I want. a Taurus moon. You have moon. no proof of this. You have no. I, proof I, I this. literally have your chart on. And my what phone. is could, what is being a Taurus moon have to do with rice? Look at that. <laughs> that that means you're a creature of habit. A Taurus moon. One thing about a Taurus moon. Oh, okay, got a it. A creature of habit, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to food. Taurus moon is definitely gonna be that. Because mind you, I think Sequoia realized that I'm picky this weekend. Because I don't. Think, I, I mean, sure this last week. Because I don't think she knew it. Because I think she I was think. like, "Oh, Jewel loves food." And yes. so I think she thought like Jewel loves everything. And it's like, no, Jewel yes. loves a specific subset of things. Like real specific. Y'all, real spe- I tried to have Jewel eat a fucking sushi roll. A sushi it had, roll. It has seaweed. Jewel would eat I ate the top off it. <laughs> Jewel would eat the nigiri, but when it came to the <laughs> actual sushi roll, she pushed that shit around her plate and then gave it to the waiter as if I wasn't gonna know. <laughs> ate the top no because the top had the fish on it whatever right. that fish was what was it you know i don't know i don't remember anyway i ate the top where they had the fish on it and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like she's not about to eat none of this we put a whole bunch of stuff on her plate that she just 
No, that's not true. That's the only thing that no, I didn't eat. It was a, it was some other stuff. And them rice things that that no, I didn't put it on my plate if I didn't eat it. That, that white that white thing that Garrett was eating the white rice. Yes. I wasn't finna try that. That looked weird. <laughs> because it looked weird. Jewel was not. Anyway. <laughs> Mind you. Mind you, when I got home, I asked Ryan, I was like, did you try the caviar? And he was like, uh, uh-uh. you see that, them white, that white stuff? Uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm I done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna watch y'all closer next time because y'all playing. And I was like, I was like, not two peas in the pot. I'm so done. here we are. You know what? Also, I just had a revelation about hibachi. Hibachi is probably a lot better in Atlanta just because black people like hibachi so much. There's such a dense population of black people in Atlanta. So they probably require a higher level of hibachi, I would imagine. Nah, I think that's a toss up. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. I also think like, how do I put this? Like there's this conversation that's been had over if Atlanta has good food. And I think that Atlanta does have good food, yes, but you have to be going to the right places. And I think, I think a lot of times, like Atlanta goes off just vibes. And so, like, if a place has good vibes, or if a place is like, you know, it it, mm-hmm. it signals a certain type of status or wealth, mm-hmm. like you'll eat there even if the food isn't like freaking great. And so, mm-hmm. I think it could be that Atlanta has better hibachi because we are here and we demand it. It also could be that we just love hibachi and we'll eat anything. Okay. 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 That's fair. You love Because hib- it looks good Black for people the love hibachi. photo. Right. Okay. 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 I definitely see how yeah. you arrived there. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I also have additional theories as to why Black people love hibachi, but I want to save those for the end. I actually just have one additional theory. I already gave y'all the one mm-hmm. that is the chicken and shrimp that's doing it for us. And and also steak as well. I'll put that in there as well. Steak as well. I'm finna pull up my but I have another one, but I'm gonna save that for the end. Close. <laughs> While Jewel checks what time they close, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna list some lyrics for y'all that reference Hibachi. Oh, okay? no. Yes. I knew you were gonna do this. <laughs> so the first one, we starting off real hot. Versace remix by the Migos featuring Drake. It is actually Takeoff's verse, R.I.P. And Takeoff says, I set the trend, you niggas copy. Cooking this dope like I work at Hibachi. Look at the watch, it blow hot like some Taki. That last bar tried to trip me up a little bit, but I got there, I got there. Next, we have an excerpt from one, two chains from a song called It's a Vibe featuring Janae Aiko, Trey Songs, and Jewel's favorite Ty Dolla Sign. And in this song, Two Chain says, got a vibe, make a cougar want to spin a check. Got a vibe, make an Asian want hibachi. Got a vibe, make an Italian want Versace. Now, we're not even really going to get into the fact that he decided to reference continental Asia for hibachi, a we Japanese thing, and got real this. specific with the continent of Italy for Versace. We just, the whole reference actually just makes me cringe. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> well, we're going to leave it at that. Right. So, he, so you know, he referenced Hibachi because niggas love Hibachi as they do. And then we have a song by Young Thug called Bad, Bad, Bad. Do you know the song, Jewel? Because you're a, you're a thugginite. And I Bad, Bad, not. Bad. Yeah, I know Bad, Bad, Bad. Okay. I, and I he says, please. <laughs> Go on. I don't know the cadence for the song because I don't know the song. But he says, no playing, no Atari. I won't play with you for nothing. I can eat you like hibachi because you're bad, bad, bad. You don't know that song? 
No. No. Okay. It's okay. Actually, I do. I, um, I do. I heard right. it and I was like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, the Yeah, now that, when you that. hear it, you can yeah. get, yeah, you know the chorus at least. Yes, I know the chorus. Okay. Because Young Thug said okay. it. Okay. There was also a plethora of other ones, but those are just the top ones that came up and I didn't There's feel like right now everything else. And then when I tried to type in Benihana, it was even more chaotic. I was about to say, half of them are from Atlanta, I am sure. I am certain. It was chaos. It was very much chaos going on. Oh, I also forgot to mention, this past August, HBCU graduate Dempsey Robinson opened Houston's first Black-owned hibachi food truck in Houston, Texas. Obviously, I said Houston first. Yeah, so, you know, niggas really be out here with hibachi and trying to make some shit shake. Steve Aoki don't don't rip it that much. That's crazy. He sure don't. He's not trying to let people know like that he's he an don't Apple even baby. T- no. He don't even he don't even rep it that much. No. I mean, we'd be out here with the Benny Hanna cape yep. on. No. Anyway. No. So yeah, Hibachi and Benny Hanna is all up and through rap lyrics, of course. Jewel, do you have any theories as to why black people love Hibachi the way that we do? It's spectacle and we love spectacle. Yes. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. It's spectacle. It's over the top. It it signal some sort of status some sort of yeah like i can afford to go to this place where they set something on fire and cook it in front of me and they give me a whole show like it's a song and dance and we love a song that is very fair my theory one of the theories that i have written down here is black people love talent and black people love food we over index in both of those areas we are an exceptionally talented group with exceptionally good cooks and hibachi combines both of those. We love to watch sure. a chef talent and we're going to eat too. And we're going to get a show. That's right up black people's alley. We're going to do that. We're going to be there. I mean, this is why they go to Atlanta steak market with them weird ass steaks where they be cutting them with the samurai. So you ain't seen it on TikTok where they have the, the gold foil wrap steaks yes. and it be smoke billowing from it and they cut it with the sword. Yes. Like <laughs> them steaks don't taste like nothing I have. They don't taste like nothing. So it's for no. the show. Yes, because we like spectacle and because that signals, look what I have. I got money if I can let this man sit here and cut this steak very dramatically Mm -hmm. in my presence with smoke billowing from the damn table. Dramatics. That's very fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. you know what? I would try it just for the experience, too. If you was going to have a gold-wrapped steak and and slice it with a sword, I might try it just to try it, You would try that? I would try it. I'd throw a little salt on it. I had no intentions of going to that restaurant. No intentions. How you get there? I only went there because I was working. Oh. Because I profiled Gunna, and him and Young Thug had the the number when Gunna's album went number one. Um, they had his his celebratory party there. Of course they did. That makes sense. That definitely tracks naturally. And so there I was. Very fair. And in preparation for this episode, I also went on TikTok and I just typed in hibachi in the search bar just to see what would come up. And I said out of my mouth before I hit before I hit enter, I said, now, if I type in hibachi on TikTok. And it's mostly black people in these results, case closed. That's that on that. And guess who the guess first who was in the results. person, <laughs> the first face that I saw was a black man, of course. And as I scroll, it's somebody daddy up there talking about look where we at. We outside. You already know. You already know. Of course. And as I scrolled, it was just more. It was just. It was just black people. It wasn't just black people. Obviously, there was other people in it too. But it was again. We over-indexed in the search results for hibachi. It was more. You know, we only like twelve percent of the population in the U.S. And it was way more than twelve percent of the hibachi search results on TikTok. So obviously, this is very scientific. 
there's a method to this. I had a hypothesis. I created, um, what is that called? When you, when you create an experiment and then you get the results. I know and you it's ain't asking me. <laughs> oh, okay. And so, you know, I did all that. I hypothesized that Black people were over next on TikTok for hibachi videos. I conducted mm-hmm. the experiment, search hibachi videos on TikTok. I then found Absolutely. the results. I did not exactly have data, but I knew that we over-indexed. I knew it was more than 12%. So that's that on that. I think it's proven. I think I went ahead and proved it, that Black people really do love hibachi. Yeah, we I love I think the hibachi. reasons are clear. Mm-hmm. I, think we, I think we laid it out What's right there. What's there not to love? Yeah, what's their I mean, that's a, it's a really good question. I also feel like how you mentioned Atlanta often just runs off vibes and the food isn't really sometimes, you know, it's not it's not great. I don't feel that it way about Atlanta at all. I really don't feel that way about Atlanta personally as someone who is not from Atlanta. I'm sure you do. You have a harsher critique for it because you are. I love there. the food in this city. I just think it depends on where you go. Now, I don't know. Yeah, I've been I, every place I, I walk into in Atlanta. I'm like, oh, this is like really good food like every time but also i'm from la where it really does run on vibes and more often than not you are going to be experiencing mediocre if not subpar food with a good vibe depending on where you're at also if you go south of the 10 if you get into black areas you're obviously going to experience great food as black people as i just said black people are talented with cooking but if you go somewhere else I don't know what to tell you. If you're in a white, predominantly white area, I really don't know what to tell you about the food in LA. And that's that on that. You, you're going to have fair. to head south of the that's 10 fair. if you want something like that. That sounds fair. Yeah. I don't think I have no, anything No, I love else. hibachi. And my order has been placed. While we were sitting here. Because they told me I had till 9. They told me I had till 940 to place the order or it was going to close. I had to do it. I couldn't wait. <laughs> then I wouldn't As have no order. <laughs> Trying to bring y'all hibachi content. Guess who was ordering hibachi? Jewel. I think I'm going to follow in your are. footsteps and do the very same. I'm going to try to find a good hibachi restaurant. And it's not the same because it's not like I don't get the experience. I don't get the like, it's like I got to warm it up. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same. Right. So. But I'll get this. I get the vibe. So I'm going to get mushroom soup, you said. That's what I need to get. You don't never get that when you go. No. Okay, I guess maybe you haven't been. Yeah, a lot. No, no. Okay. So usually when you go to the hibachi restaurant, they start you out with the soup. And it's like a, I don't know. It's really a very simple soup, but I like it because I'm basic. And it's like basically like mushroom-based soup. And one thing about me in this household, anybody who resides here got to love mushrooms. Is that right? If you don't like them, you got to go. Okay, well, I'll move in um, shortly. Just have my room ready. Okay. Put it in everything. (laughs) Put it in everything. So anyway, so it's a mushroom soup. And then after that, they do like a, a salad with a ginger dressing. I had that. And then after that, they come out and they throw the little shrimp in your mouth and they cook it. Right. Okay. Which is shrimp in your mouth was not a thing that they did. I don't remember them doing that back in the day. I feel like that was a very- I think that's, that was that's new. Thing. That's because of the social media era, for sure. Them them tossing shrimp in your mouth yeah. so you can put it on your Instagram story. It's definitely social media era. It's, it's the same as Salt Bay feeding men's, men's yeah, girlfriends and wives that. food and they don't like it. Yeah, I don't remember being a teenager and them throwing shrimp in my mouth. I think that was definitely a thing that's happened. Don't know for sure, but I feel like that's happened in more recent times. Yeah, I feel the same way. Exactly the same way. I really wonder mm-hmm. how Japanese people feel about American hibachi style food. Like, they're probably like, this is a joke. <laughs> you guys are a joke. And that's very fair. And look at now, 2 chains that made, then turned to my, to my, to make an Asian hibachi. 
they don't want to be a part of this. They don't. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because you done been because now you over here being ridiculous. You see what I'm saying? And I got this. I'm so sorry. Like that's ridiculous. I wouldn't want to. I mean, I'm sure it's the same way when there are parts of our culture that end up transcending and going elsewhere and turn and we don't have no control over how it is kind of transformed or what kind of the end result is where we be sitting back looking like this foolish. A hundred percent. Look at them catching shrimp in their mouth. That is foolish. A hundred percent. I think there's such an interesting like symbiotic relationship between a lot of Asian cultures and black American culture in particular. It's like very symbiotic and cyclical. Like sometimes it's hard to tell where one started like, like where yeah, like from? like yeah, where, where something like Korean fried chicken being that good is wild to me, absolutely wild to me. Points were made, baby. Like, Points were it made. Makes Points no were made. sense. I'm like, <laughs> did the Korean people make up chicken? <laughs> fried chicken or like, did you eat natural invented like, chicken? <laughs> Wait a damn minute. Yeah, because I'd be yeah. thoroughly confused. You know? Or just like fashion influences. Like those two communities are so heavily symbiotic when it comes to fashion a whole bunch of stuff like or anime how black people love black men in particular love anime there's just so much going on with asian cultures and black cultures i want to dive in a little bit more we'll probably do a fried chicken episode too i i I think that's cool and i uh my boyfriend is like very into war documentaries and like the thing he loves about war documentaries is finding out like what Americans took over to other countries and like how they transformed yes. it. So like what food or what like, you know, cooking styles or things like that Americans like brought over during war and how that was like then transformed by those cultures into like a similar or very completely different kind of cuisine. I don't know. It's really interesting. That's how I heard Korean fried chicken became a thing too from like war and mm-hmm. That's yep, what he told me. being taken over yeah. to other countries. And you know, yep. that makes sense. Well, I don't have anything else, Jewel. You got anything else you want to tell the folks about hibachi? And I'm excited to get my hibachi tonight. It's going to be really great. I was going to eat my leftovers, but then Sequoia and you guys on this podcast, y'all told me that I needed to order hibachi. So now I had to, like, I didn't have a choice. Um, um, I actually don't A gun was held to my head. I was threatened. Doing that. So I had to do it. Like, I I couldn't, you know, like, what was I supposed was to the do? Ghost? Um, So I'm excited. Like, I didn't think I did that. I don't recall doing that. I'm okay. excited. I think it's going to be very mm-hmm. good. I do like hibachi. I just don't think in the area that I'm in, I've found like a staple place. Always open and always looking. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're in Atlanta, yeah, in the Atlanta good. area, tell Jewel. If you got some recommendations, I'll hear it out. I want to hear it. Don't send me none indicator. She, I said Atlanta. If you are in Atlanta or the... I'm not over there. You know, tell her where she can get some good hibachi because, you know, she's struggling. I'm not over there. I'm not going over there neither. Shout out to East Atlanta. I'm not going yeah. over there. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, that has been this episode of Black People Love Paramore. If you are looking for me, you can find me at BPLP Pod across all social media platforms, or you can email me at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com. Once again, I'm going to plug that there is a link to donate to this show in the show notes. Also, I saw that somebody did donate to the show. Thank you so much for that. I would like to point out that when you donate to the show, it does not tell me who donated. doesn't give me a name, doesn't give me an email, does not give me a username, anything. It just says you received this amount of money. So I cannot thank you personally, but I want to say thank you for donating to the show and let y'all know ahead of time that I will not know if if it is you in particular that donated to the it. show, but thank you. Jewel, where can I find you? 
Yeah, my social is Jewel at Jewel Wicker Show. So my name and then the word show at the end. I'm yawning because Sequoia said this at 9.30 p.m. and she noticed my <laughs> bedtime. So I just want to apologize to people. That's not it's me. Not. She be up madly. That's not me. Oh, she be up just out. That's a lie. So I do want to say my apologies. But yeah, that's my social, Jewel at Jewel Wicker Show. Mm-hmm. And this has been the episode. Bye, y'all.